Welcome to I Am My Passion Project, a companion of my digital magazine, Badass Silver Streak. I'm Lorna Nickel. I'm an artist, writer, graphic designer, thinker, a renaissance woman, if you will. This podcast is a way for me to give a voice to women over 50, like myself, a platform to discuss sexism, health and wellness, redefining beauty, and healing from betrayal trauma. Without further ado, let's dig in together and figure out ways to resist societal expectations while reimagining a world where mature women are made visible and empowered to become their own passion projects. Let's do this. It's really happening. It's March 2023, and we're celebrating Women's History Month. So excited to be launching my podcast now. And I thought I'd get the party started by doing one of those annoying icebreakers that they have you do in corporate America, just for kicks and giggles. (laughs) I just thought I'd do it so you could learn a little bit more about me and the vision for the podcast. So here goes. My name is Lorna, like the cookie, Lorna Dune cookies. You know, the buttery shortbread cookies that come in the box and on the cookie itself, it actually says Lorna Dune. If you know what I'm talking about, you're probably my age or older, and therefore you are in the right place. So welcome. Here's another silly icebreaker. Three things that you might not know about me. Number one, I've been a practicing graphic designer, illustrator, and book designer for the past nine years with a bachelor's in fine art from Cornish College of the Arts and a master's in publishing from Portland State University. Also, I met my husband Noah in the art department when we were both attending Cornish College of the Arts. And now my son will be going there next fall as a jazz funk bass player in the jazz department. We just learned about this a couple weeks ago. I'm super excited. Go Cornish Blue Movements. That's what I think their sports ball team could be called if they had one. So I guess you know something else about me now too. I'm not a sports fan. (laughs) Number two, I hate working for corporate America because I think a lot of the messaging and politics are bunk. Women and creatives are often overlooked, undervalued, and underpaid, and I don't like falling in line or drinking the Kool-Aid. I definitely function better as a solopreneur. Anyone else out there like that? Raise your hand. There have been a handful of nonprofits that I've enjoyed doing graphic design work for, mostly working under the supervision of, wait for it, women. Number three, I believe that marketing and mainstream media, which has been run by the patriarchy for far too long, has done its best to tell women over 50 that they are no longer desirable, capable, or of value. We've been told that we are too wrinkly, too sick, too fat, incapable of keeping up physically or mentally with younger folks, and that we should remain invisible. I believe that is horseshit, and I'm here to prove it. But here's more of my story. So much has gone on in the past several years while I was dreaming about creating a podcast. Even before I started exiting my graphic design business, the shit was starting to hit the fan for women, but also new movements were starting to happen. The body and sex positive movement, the Me Too movement, women's abortion rights were ripped out from under us on a national level. We had COVID to contend with. 
which was creating new challenges with friendships and intimate relationships. Then on a personal level, I discovered that my husband of 21 years had been cheating on me on May 7th of 2022. That was a huge blow to my world. Everything I thought I knew and trusted was ripped out from under me. I'll talk more about being a betrayed partner in one of the episodes later in this podcast. But for now, I just wanted to share that this discovery, along with being tired of using my talents to support other people's visions and losing my main graphic design client, led me to look more seriously at what I had been doing with my life. It really made me stop and evaluate my objectives at age 52 and what I really wanted my life to look like. As a creative person with lots of interests, it's been challenging trying to make a living in a regular work environment. As a young girl, I always knew I was an artist. My mom, dad, and grandma were all artists. I did art and theater in high school, and when everyone was starting to think about college, my high school art teacher said, okay, Lorna, which art school do you want to attend? It wasn't my mom, my single mom, who was pushing me into going to school or anything in particular. It was my art teacher. So I applied to Cornish College of the Arts and Otis Parsons, and amazingly, I got into both. I spent one year at Otis Parsons in LA and decided it was not for me. So I transferred to Cornish, which I freaking loved. I loved everything about being an artist in art school. I loved being part of a free and imaginative community of people who are making their own rules. I also really enjoyed being able to take classes in the dance department and make friends with musicians and theater majors. But when I graduated, I had no idea what to do with myself. I graduated in 94 and From then until I got married in 2001, I consider those as the lost years. I worked odd jobs and continued trying to exhibit my art. I formed and left a rock band, Mission to Milo, you know, in the 90s when the whole grunge thing was happening. I struggled to figure out who I was and how to make money doing creative things that I loved. I felt really, really lost without any mentors. I also felt like nothing that I did was good enough. Then after several years of feeling dazed and confused, I reconnected with one of my college loves, the one that got away. I married Noah in 2001 and moved to Portland where I had a kid, Calder, named after Alexander Calder, of course, because of his two crazy artist parents. I really loved being married, being a mom and doing art, but I had never felt like I had anything that resembled a career. And I wanted that. So I decided at age 40 to go back to school to get my master's degree in art. I was fifth on the waiting list at Portland State University, and I felt bitter because of it. (laughs) Even when I finally enrolled in the school, I still felt bitter. Then, after almost a year, I realized that while I had been a professional exhibiting artist for over 13 years, I didn't feel like I fit in with that scene and realized it wasn't really what I wanted anymore. And I didn't want to teach either, which was part of the education plan that the department had laid out for us. So I shuffled myself over to what might seem like an odd place to go, I went to the publishing program at PSU, where they accepted me with open arms. 
I would become a potential book designer for their on-campus publishing house, Ooligan Press. This was the best choice for me because I got to use my creative talents to design books. I got to take writing classes and learn more about marketing. I graduated with skills I could use to become a graphic designer. So that's what I did after I graduated for the past nine years until I was 51. When I was at Cornish, I had a really cool friend who started the BFA program at the age of 50. She told me essentially that 50 was a pivotal year for a person's life. It's a point where you come to a fork in the road. You can either stay on the path of sameness, of least resistance that you've been living, or you can decide to shake it up and do something completely different, completely scary and unknown that could lead to a more fulfilling life. And that's what she did. She was a lab tech who chose to become an artist at the age of 50. I always remember that. And now that I'm at that pivotal moment myself, I'm making the same decision. I'm choosing to not fade away or be stuck in the sameness of a comfortable life, but to shake it up. I've decided to live a life of passion and adventure, a more experiential life. I used to say that I was house rich and travel poor when I owned a home and was living in it with my husband and my son and our cats. But now I'm ready to reverse that, even to the extent of becoming a digital nomad, another not so secret plan I'm about to hatch. I and whoever else makes this choice follow in the footsteps of some badass women who didn't achieve their full potential until they were over 50. Some of those women include Grandma Moses, a folk artist who didn't start painting until she was 78. 78 people! She started out as a house cleaner and farm worker who had 10 kids. She was actually successful in her lifetime even, earning money from her art and recognition from the art world and even the president of the time, Harry S. Truman, who presented her with the Women's National Press Club trophy. She even wrote an autobiography. In it, she had this to say, I look back on my life like a good day's work. It was done and I feel satisfied with it. I was happy and content. I knew nothing better and made the best of what life offered. And life is what we make it, always has been, always will be. Another badass woman is Betty Levette. She's a soul singer, mostly known for singing at the Barack Obama inaugural. She had a song titled, Love It Down Easy, that was sampled by Odessa, transforming it into a super cool dance number. Betty had some early successes as a singer, but didn't really take off until she was in her mid-50s. And then, of course, there's Julia Child, who was 49 when she wrote Mastering the Art of French Cooking, Volume 1. Two years later, she starred in the show that made her a favorite TV personality, The French Chef. And Laura Ingalls Wilder, we can't forget her, who was 65 when she published The Little House books that inspired the 1970s show Little House on the Prairie, which I grew up watching as a tweener. So I think the bottom line is that if you're a woman over 50 feeling a sense of being invisible, feeling like the world is telling you that you don't matter anymore, 
but you feel like there are still miles to go before you sleep, it's okay to stand up and say, wait, I still have something to say, and I'm going to use my unique, one-of-a-kind voice to say it. I Am My Passion Project is about moving past just surviving beyond 50 to thriving. This is a space for juicy conversations, learning how other women have overcome obstacles, creating amazing projects and businesses, and coming to their own after 50. Tune in next week when I chat with the fitness guru, Bonnie Cat Sailors, to find out the kind of obstacles she had to overcome in order to reclaim her true passion as a talented artist. Until then, I hope you're able to move through the week speaking your own truth and embracing your badass self. I am my passion project.